Amen. I thank God for that. I'll share a few other announcements at the close of the service this morning. But I want you to look in Psalms number 73. Psalm 73. Truly, God is good. Can you say amen? amen. And uh, some people say when you say God's good, you answer all the time. So God is good. Say it again. God is good. He never changes. He's same yesterday, today, and forever. Do you know that? Even when he chastens us, he's still a good God. Even when he doesn't bless us. And I, I, I see uh, Brother GP and Elise's family back here, and I, I, I always mention this when I think about that little phrase. Going in and out of the old building one morning, we're going out, and some of the guys stand there, and I was walked in and said, it's a good day. God's good to us. And somebody said, he's good. He's been blessing me. He's a good God. And Brother GP said, if he don't bless us, he's still a good God. Say amen right there. He is good. All the time. He's a good God all the time. David said he's a good God. Truly God is good to Israel, even to such as are of a clean heart. But as for me, my steps were almost gone. My steps were well nigh slipping. For I was envious at the foolish. When I saw the prosperity of the wicked, for there were no bands in their death, but their strength is firm. They are not in trouble as other men, neither, do they, neither are they plagued like other men. Therefore, pride compasseth them about as a chain, violence covereth them as a garment. The eyes stand out with fatness, and they have more than the heart could wish. They are corrupt and speak wickedly concerning oppression. They speak lofty. They set their mouth against the heavens. Their tongue talketh through the earth. Therefore, his people return hither and waters of a full cup are wrung out to them. They said, how doth God know? And is there knowledge in the most high? Behold, these are the ungodly who prosper in the world and they increase in riches. Verse 13, verily I have cleansed my heart in vain and I've washed my hands in innocency. For all the day long I have been plagued and chastened every morning. If I say I will speak thus, behold, I should often against the generation, I should offend the generation of thy children. When I thought to know this, it was too painful for me. You know what David said in Psalms 73 verse 31? Verily, I have cleansed my heart in vain, and I've washed my hands in innocency. David said, have I served God for nothing? He said, I look around me, and people who are wicked, they get blessed. They have more than the heart could desire. They go and live their life, and they die, and it doesn't seem like there's any difference in their death than our death. They have everything, and yet they are, they're wicked. And they said, God doesn't know what's going on. There's no God. You can't know him. And they said, have I, hey, David began to question, have I served God for nothing? Now hold your place there because I'm coming back here in a minute. But now turn back to, turn the numbers around. Go to Psalms 37. Psalms 37. You ever felt like that? You ever felt like you got saved and you're trying to live for the Lord and everything in the world's gone wrong? I, I, I felt that way. I've seen people that I love and I look and I know how faithful they are to God. Looks like everything in the world that could go wrong has gone wrong. And I, I, I wonder if they felt like I have sometime. I've served God for nothing. 
Why in the world have I done all this? Notice what it says in Psalms 37, David admonition here. Fret not thyself because of evil doers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and withers the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good, and so shall thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord. Wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself any wise to do evil. I want us to pray together, and then I want to share a truth with you. Heavenly Father, I pray God the Holy Ghost right now will give me anointing that will make the difference. Our Father, there in this building this morning, many dear saints of God, our Father, who love you with all their heart. And our Father, I know how the devil is and how he works against us. And sometimes he'd raise an accusation against you and say that you're not a good God. Would a good God let us go through what we've been through? Would a good God do what we see happen around us? But God, we say with David, truly God is good. And Lord, I, I, I pray, God, that this morning you minister to the hearts of our friends here in the building and in the radio audience. And I pray, God, that, Lord, that you bless those who join us by means of Internet. And I pray, God, the Holy Ghost, our Father, minister grace to every heart in need. I pray, God, that you'd encourage every saint of God. And, Lord, help us to be faithful in our service of you. And I pray, God, that, Lord, if there's a lost man, a woman, boy, girl, in the sound of my voice, in the building... Our Father, or in the radio audience or media audience anywhere, I pray, God, you'd convict them and draw them by your grace and save them for Jesus' sake. Our Father, there's no good thing in me, and apart from the Holy Ghost of God, nothing of eternal value take place. Oh, God, speak to hearts, and I'll thank and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. I wonder this morning if you've ever been where David was at. Many of you who know the Lord, you've been saved for a long time. Have you ever, been, ever thought in your heart, I've served God for nothing? Years ago, when I was pastoring down in Florida, I, we had camp meeting, old Mount Zion camp meeting. I had a good preacher friend of mine there. He's in heaven now. Uh, he's just uh, about my age, a little younger maybe. But he went home with the Lord a few years ago. And uh, he was a pastor, and, and God was using him. And, uh, but he had problems in his family. And uh, don't know all the details, never did know, but his wife left him. But he, he, he kept the best spirit of anybody I've ever seen in a situation like that. He didn't become embittered toward her. He loved her. He prayed for her, cried for her. They had two boys at home. They stayed with their daddy. And uh, he, he loved his wife and wanted to come home. And uh, she wanted to be away. And uh, anyhow, long story short is, uh, he did things that I don't know that I could do. He, he helped her. He, he kept giving her money. And he, she got her apartment. She wanted to have her own place. And he got her apartment. He paid for all that. And he just loved and prayed for her. And uh, anyhow, it came around camp meeting time. And he always preached in camp meeting. And uh, he read this passage of scripture. And he said just exactly what I said a while ago, have I served God for nothing. His heart was breaking while he preached that morning because his wife was off somewhere else. Didn't know who she was with or what she was doing. He had his boys there with him. But I, I thought, my, 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 what, what, a, what a thought. Have I served God 
for nothing. But now he was not discouraged. He was broken. You could tell he was broken, but God helped him. But I, I, I don't know if you've ever been there or not. Have I served God for nothing? Sometimes it looks like everything in the world happens to those who are faithful to God, those who love the Lord. And the more you try to do for God, the greater enemies you have. And can I say, that's not just, a, it doesn't just seem that way. It is that way. The more you do for God, the greater enemies you have. And uh, I remember hearing Jack Howells preach one time, and he had at one time the large, world's largest church had 22,000 in Sunday school. And he said, some of you think that I passed that large church, I've got it made. He said, I've just got 22,000 more problems than you got. You just mark that down. I promise you have. And going through so many battles. But I have a serve God for nothing. But I want you to go back now and look at Psalm 73 once again and listen to David. David left us there. It'd be a bad shape. We'd be in bad shape. And he said, verse 16, when I thought to know this, it was too painful for me. And I'll tell you what, if you get to count it up and you get to looking at it and you're looking at folks, man, here they are and they look like they're having a big time. They don't even have any problems and they don't go to church. They don't love God. They don't tithe. They don't do, don't do anything. And you get thinking about that in the flesh. Boy, you get to wondering about that. But he said, when I think about that, it's too painful. That's why the Bible said that you ought to set your affections on things above. The Bible said you ought to look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of faith, who for the joy that was set for, for him endured the cross, despised the shame. And you ought to look to him. Because you see, what, what's around us right now is just temporary. Have I served God for nothing? And listen to David's answer as he realized what the situation really was. In verse 17, he said, this was too painful for me until... I went to the sanctuary of God and then understood I therein. Surely thou didst set them in a slipper place. Thou casteth them down unto destruction. How are they brought into destruction as in a moment they are utterly consumed with terror? As a dream when, it, when one awaketh, so, O Lord, when thou awakest, thou shalt despise their image. Thus my heart was grieved and I was pricked in my reins. So foolish was I and ignorant. I was as a beast before thee. Nevertheless, I am continually with thee. Thou hast holden me with thy right hand. Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel and afterwards receive me into glory. Whom have I in heaven but thee? And there is none upon the earth that I desire besides thee. My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For lo, they that are far from thee shall perish. Thou shalt destroy all them that go whoring from thee. But it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord, in the Lord God, that I may declare all thy works. David said, it's all a matter of perspective. It's all a matter of what you're looking at and realize what God's done for you. Have I served God for nothing? Have you served God for nothing? Things don't go like we planned. Things don't work out like we hoped they would. We go through physical, financial, or, or, or all kind of adversities. But David said, when I came to the house of God, I got my perspective right. I began to understand the difference between God's people and those of the world. And David said, I know one thing, that he's near me. He's guiding me with his right hand. He'll never, ever leave me, forsake me. You know, I'm not much of a golfer. Brother Bobby Creech is a great golfer. Dennis is a great golfer. And golfers have this, this saying about 
about uh, the, the process of golf. It's not how you drive, but it's how you arrive that makes the difference. And in the Christian life, you want to understand this. What goes on down here, the Bible said, it's not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be hereafter. But I want to tell you something else. I'm glad I'm saved. I'm glad I'm saved. Number one, I have something nobody that, that they don't have. When I was up seeing Ms. Adeline yesterday, I was telling Regina, Regina uh, was, was with me and she waited in the car for me and I went in. But as I went in, there was a young lady on the, on the walkway coming out of the parking deck going into the hospital and she had a clipboard and she was registering people to vote. And uh, so she asked me as I was walking by and others walking by and she said, are you, are, have you registered to vote? I said, yes, ma'am. And she said, do you have a correct address? I said, yes, ma'am. And I kept on going. Well, when I came back, there was nobody near her. She's standing out by herself. And I just spoke to her and I said, uh, I said, you're going to get off hot out here doing this today. And she said, well, it's not so bad. I hadn't been here about 30 minutes. I said, can I ask you a question? And she said, what's that? I said, you're, are you a Christian? And she said, I am. Came to find out she's from, from Texas and she'd come to go to UNC. And, uh, but she said she knew the Lord. And I said, you know, Jesus is the only way to heaven. And she said, that's right. And then I turned to go away and she said, hey, I said, what? She said, can I ask you a question? And she, I said, yeah. She said, why'd you ask me that question? <laughs> I said, well, you know what? I said, you want to know if I was registered to vote. I want to know if you was registered to go to heaven. I want to know if you, I want to know if you was going to get to go to heaven. And can I say when it's all said and done, whatever happens in the election in November won't make a bit of difference a hundred years from now. But if you're not registered to go to heaven today, you're in trouble. Do you know that? God, listen, I am glad, number one, that my sins are forgiven. I, 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 whatever happens around you, whatever goes on around you, if the Bible said, if the foundations be destroyed, what shall the righteous do? I'm going to praise God that my sins are forgiven. I, I, I've been washed in the blood. If you're saved this morning, you can say that my sins are gone. Thank God they're gone. I, I deserve to be in hell. But Jesus Christ loved me and died for me. And if I gave all of my sin and all the torment of sin is gone, I'm thankful for that. I'll never have to be in hell for all eternity. I thank God that all my sins have been forgiven. I'm glad, my dear friend, as a Christian, that no matter what happens to me, I have eternal life. That'll never be taken away from me. I could lose everything else I've got, but I'll never lose that forgiveness. I'll never lose that eternal life. He gave to me everlasting life. I'm glad, my dear friend, that I have life eternal. And in that new life, according to First Peter's brother Timmy preached about on Wednesday night, God gave me a brand new nature. I'm glad God changed me. I'm glad I love the house of God. I'm glad I love the Bible. I don't, I don't try to love the Bible. I don't try to love the house of God. I don't try to love the saints of God. I just do. And I'll tell you, that, that's, that's a just testimony that God made a difference in my life. If he's made a difference in your life, you say amen. Amen. God put a love in your heart for the Word of God. And regardless of what happens around you, you know that He's, He you gave you a brand new nature and thank the Lord for that. Not only do I thank the Lord today that regardless of what happens, I have forgiveness and I have eternal life and I have a new nature, but I want to thank the Lord that I have His abiding presence. David testified in this passage of Scripture in regard to that. He said, although all these things are happening to me, thou shalt guide me with thy countenance and afterwards receive me in the glory. He said in this passage of scripture that his right hand was upon him. I'm glad for his abiding presence. I'm glad that regardless of what happens to you, 
and who goes and comes in your life, that he's there. I'm glad God done, has done a work in my heart and life. I, I talked to a trucker last night when I got home. Uh, well, we got home Friday night, actually, but I talked to him on Friday night, not last night. And uh, I had several phone calls from different ones and preachers and, and all, but didn't several truck drivers. And I tried to return all phone call. And, and I got up with this truck driver. And he, I said, I said Bro, uh, brother, where are you at tonight? He said, I'm trying to get out of New York City. And I said, praise God, I pray. And God bless you to get out of New York City on Friday night. But I talked to him and he just said, I want to just call you and tell you. He said, I picked up the CDs for a little period of time. And he said, they have been such a help and encouragement to me. And he said, God's been so good to me. And he said, you, you preach that message on living and dying with no regrets. And you told about the boy that uh, abandoned his wife and abandoned his children and was so abusive to his mother. How did he die? Lost and ended up in hell. And he said, I want to tell you, I was just like that boy. He said, for 32 years, I've been a drug addict. 32 years, I've been a cocaine addict. And he said, I've tried everything. He said, but I've been lost just about everything I had. He said, but I heard the gospel and God saved me and he changed me. And he said, he's a ride with me right now. And I, I, he said, I could not do without him. But he said, the CDs, I want you to know what an encouragement it is and a blessing to have the word of God and to hear you preach on the road. And he wanted me to pray with him and I prayed with him. I want you to pray for him and ask God's blessing on that trucker. But uh, he said, I, for three years now, three and a half years, I've been clean. And I told him about Brother Donnie, about Don, Brother Donnie Pierce and what God's done in his life. And I said, son, I said, what God did for you, he changed you from the inside out. A lot of other people want to change from the outside in, but it's got to be changed on the inside first. And I'm glad that what he did is this. While I, I can't go everywhere with folks that I love and people that I want to encourage, there's somebody who does. And when he saves you, he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. You'll never get in a situation in the darkest place you've ever been in your life as a Christian that he's not there with you. He said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. I, I want to tell you right now, I've not served God for nothing. All my sins have been forgiven. I've got everlasting life. He, he made a promise that he'd never ever leave me or forsake me. He changed my nature and caused me to want to love him and serve him. But I'll say something else to you. I'm glad, my friend, that I've got saved and, and that, that I'm, uh, it's different now in my life because of the friends that I've got and the associates that I've got, the folk that I know that love the Lord. When God saved you, he put you in a family, in a family. And some of you don't have very much natural family. But when we as a church body in this place and around the world when God's people go through a time of suffering, you've got a host of people, host of people who love you and pray for you. Some of them you've never seen because out of this congregation of 250 or 300 people that assemble on Sunday morning, when you're hurting and you're going through a hard time, you know the one sitting beside you, you know the pastor, you know the song leader, the assistant pastor, you know they love you and praying for you. But can I tell you that of the 300 people in this building, they've all got about 300 other friends around the world. And in their conversations, their email, everything else, they contact people around the world. I had Brother Dave Delafaz, the missionary from the Philippines, he, in calling me the other day, he asked me about Brother Donnie and the girls. I mean, listen, you've got friends you don't know around of all over the whole world praying for you. And I was telling Brother Donnie a while ago when we was up at uh, Brother Tom's, first thing he asked me was, how was Brother Donnie and the girls? And folk are praying for you. And listen, I, you can lose everything you got. You had not served God for nothing. And the devil will tell you you're right by yourself and, and you don't have anybody standing with you. But I got news for you. There are people who love you. And they stand with you around the world. And I want you to know, my dear friend, David, David needed and he knew as he really considered it what was real. 
that he had friends. I want to thank God for my companionship, for those who've been my friends that God's put in my life throughout all the years of this life. I'm glad, I'm glad too, that God, in spite of all that I've been through and all that you've been through, that God's helped me. God's helped me. I, I marvel at the grace of God upon the lives of people that when there comes burdens and brokenness, out of that comes blessing. God's changed our attitude. I'm glad, I'm glad that I, I don't look at God with anger when things happen in my life. I'm glad that God put a, did a work in my heart and life and so many of my friends and I watch them. Their attitudes change about suffering. I, I'm, I think about the young man that I told you about before that when I was preaching Front Royal last year, had a chance to go see this young soldier who got shot in the back and paralyzed. Uh, all, uh, he's from his neck down, he's paralyzed. And uh, Bunky said he prayed and prayed for God to heal him. He was a Christian. And said he prayed and prayed for God to heal him, that God would do a miracle and heal him. And said, after a while, preacher, he said, I quit praying that God healed me. And I just prayed that God would use me. And he has. God's used that man and he, he has a home that they built for him. The Wounded Warrior Program built for him. He has mobility in a, in a wheelchair that he can move vocally. And uh, he, I don't know how it all works. It's more computerized. It's something. And, uh, but he travels all over that part of the country and into Washington, D.C. And to give his testimony and testify. And God's used him. I'm thankful that as a believer that God has helped us. I see so many people, and when they go through hard times, it's not just the suffering itself. It's what it does to them, how angry they get and how bitter they get and how depressed they get. And yet for the child of God, when they go through those times, God helps them and God gives them a testimony like Paul that, uh, that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord. And in special grace, God pours on them like Job, where Job said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. That in times of suffering, God has affected our attitude and our thought line. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for in times of sorrow that God has helped us. I'm glad that when you come to this point in your life and you say, have I served God for nothing? Oh, Bible said, weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Joy comes in the morning. And for the dear child of God, every person, I don't care who you are, you love your wife, you love your children, you love your mom, your dad. And when death comes, it hurts us. It breaks our heart. That's just a natural thing. That's just part of, of love. That's just part of that. But we go past that because the Bible said that weeping endures for the night, but joy is coming in the morning because we know what Paul knew, to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. Have I served God for nothing? Oh, no, no. 10,000 times no. What I'm going through now is nothing compared to the glory that shall be revealed. Not only all those things in the present, not only the things that God's helped and give us grace to do and go through, but then when I read what David said that I read to you just a while ago, he said, verse 24, Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel, and afterward shall receive me to glory. I want you to know one thing. It will be worth it all. When you see him, have I served God for nothing? No. If you've been faithful to God, you say, I hadn't, I hadn't seen a lot of results. I prayed for family members. They hadn't got saved. I, we've been through all these things. Listen, it's going to be worth it all when you get the glory. No witness is ever wasted. And when you trust him and love him, what a blessing it's going to be when we be received in the glory. When you get to go home, be with the Lord. You're going to live forever. Have a brand new body. Live with your loved ones forever and forever. 
and ever. Don't you feel sorry for people who have riches but not redemption? Don't you have, feel sorry for people who have mansions but no heavenly home? That's what David came to realize. He said, when I came to the house of God, he said, I, I looked at those who prospered the wicked and he said, my heart was jealous or envious. But he said, then when I came to the house of God, I understood their end. Did you know that the richest man in the world, whoever he might be, a split second after he dies, everything he's got belongs to somebody else. Never ever again to enjoy his cars or his home or his money or all those things he has. Once he dies, it's over. The Bible, the Lord gave the story of the rich man who fared sumptuously every day. I mean, he had more than you could ever imagine. He, was, he had more riches than you could calculate. He had, he had prestige. He had power. He had all those things. Not, not one day, but every day, the Bible said. But it said the rich man died and in hell. He lifted up his eyes in torments. And David says in this passage of Scripture, and he said this, he said, For lo, they that are far from thee shall perish, and thou shalt destroy them all that go whoring from thee. God's timetable set. And for those in this world who have rejected Christ, they've enjoyed the pleasure of sin for a season. They have material things, but they don't have everlasting life. And it's going to be worth it forever. Some of you listen to Dave Ramsey, and Dave Ramsey has a, a say in regard to finances. And he says this, you live today like nobody else. So you can live tomorrow like nobody else. Now his thought is that you live today on just mega fare and get by, red beans and rice, get all your debts paid off, and then they'll accommodate you and do anything you want to do. And, and that's, that's good financial advice. But I like it from the spiritual realm. We live today like nobody else. So there's coming a day that we'll live like nobody else. Can you imagine what it's going to be like when you get on the other side? I mean, when you, when you leave this world, not because of what you've done, but because of what he did, because of his marvelous grace. And when the devil just begins to come against you and attack you and make you think you've served God for nothing, I want you to look on down the road a little ways like David did when he got to the house of God. He said, when I consider their end, when they consider their end. I, this, I, this is a silly little illustration, but... Uh, we, I had an old van that had belonged to Regina's dad. It's a 62 model Econoline van. And it was the beat up thing you've ever seen. That I just loved to hang around it and drive it. And my brother and I, uh, when I was, I, I had come, I was in Reedsville, I believe. And so my brother and I were going to go to Chowan River. And I wanted to drive that old van. Well, about halfway down there, one of the plugs came out on the plug wire and was flapping around, you know. And it just that kind of car, you pour oil in it and gas and everything. But anyway... Uh, we got down there and we put this boat in. I had, I had got a boat and a little motor and got out there and we drove about two hours down there and put the boat in and that thing would not crank. I mean, I pulled on it until I get slammed out. Here we were all the way down there, old junky van and junky boat and everything I had was junk. And uh, so we just went down the bank paddling and fishing. We hadn't gone very far and I looked and here was this big old boat. Look, uh, man, it was just a monstrous boat. Had people all over it and everything. Right along there and you could see the beers in the hand and they were just having a big time. And I was sitting here and I, I, I said, Lord, 
I said, I just don't understand this. Now, here I am, a preacher, and I'm I, here. My, my van's all to pieces. My boat won't crank and, and everything else. And, and don't even have a trolling motor. I was paddling. And uh, about that time, I, I knew that in that place, and Brother Danny knows what I'm talking about, down at Chowan River, there's some old pilings that go out there, and they didn't brought it off. And you can see a few of them, but if you didn't know where they were at, I mean, they were, they were, they'd go out a good little ways uh, out in the water. And I watched that guy, and he made a big circle, and he started coming across there, and I said, Howard. I said, that, that fella ain't never been here before. He don't know those pilings out there. In just a few minutes, he ran that big old fine boat. It ran up on one of them pilings, and you could just hear it rip through the bottom of the boat, and it just set up out of the water just like that right there, and the motor slam out of the water and hold through the bottom of the boat, and all them people panicking and jumping around. And I told my brother, I said, you know what? I said, I'd rather have a motor won't run and be on my way to heaven than sitting on a stump in the middle of the river. <laughs> I don't know, but you know, that uh, you say, Brother Bill, that's a city. Can I tell you something? When you get the glory, you're going to say, it's been worth it all, if you know Jesus. When I consider the end, here's what you need to look at, is the end. What is the end going to be for you? What is the end for you? To depart and to be with the Lord is far better, Paul said. But for that man, his end was to be in hell tormented forever and ever. So let's consider not today, not tomorrow, but eternity. Where will you spend eternity? What's your end going to be? Will you be in glory as, as David talked about? Or will you be tormented in a lake of fire forever and ever? And decisions needs to be made today. For those of you who are saved and going through some tough times, I would remind you, that there's better days coming. And for those who don't know the Lord, there are bad days coming for you if you don't trust Christ. Would you bow your heads in prayer with every head bowed, every eye closed this morning? Have I served God for nothing? No, a thousand times no. Do, do, does every Christian saint at some point in time get a little bit discouraged? Yes. Do we go through things we don't understand? Yes. Uh, are there times that we don't have any answers? Yes. Somebody said, you know, when I get to heaven, there's some questions I've got to ask the Lord. Can I tell you, I just believe when we get to heaven, we won't care anymore. It, those questions we got right now will not make a bit of difference in the world. It's worth it all. I want to encourage you to keep on keeping on. Look to the end of, of this thing. When I consider their end, he said, then I understood. I understood. I am thankful. I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. I've, I've been able to serve God. I've pastored great churches, wonderful people. I, I had so many wonderful experiences in the Lord. Revelation, things God showed me, times I've been in services when God met with me. But Regina and I have been through some tough times too. But I thank God for the end of the journey. I thank God that while for us and some of you weeping may endure for the night, joy is coming in the morning. I believe it would honor God if we'd look past the trial and look to the triumph. I believe if we'd look past the gloom and look to the glory, it honor Him. I believe if we'd live our life in that way and while we don't have a lot of material things, we're going through financial or physical or all kind of adversities. 
we still can rejoice. We still can point our look to the Lord and say, He's God. He's a good God. That's our greatest testimony sometime in our darkest hour. And I'll just say to you this morning, if you don't know Him, you can have everything without Him. You have nothing. The greatest treasure in all the world is to know Christ, have your sins forgiven, have a new nature, have the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit of God, have a fellowship with the saints of God, and have a new perspective on all that goes on around you. Do you know him? I wonder this morning in this great crowd here in the building if there's a man or woman, a boy or girl who said, Brother Billy, I don't like to think about the end. I'd rather live for now. Because preacher, I'm afraid that I don't know that I'm saved. I don't know if I died today, if I'd go to heaven or not. But preacher, I'd like to know that I would. I'd like to know for sure that I'm going to heaven. And preacher, will you pray for me? Nobody was looking, but will you raise your hand? You say, preacher, if I died now, I don't know I'd go to heaven. Please pray for me. Thank you. You may put your hand right back down. God bless you. Somebody else? God bless you. I don't know for sure, but preacher, pray for me. My dear friends, the Lord said, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you might know that you have eternal life. You can know eternal life through the Lord Jesus Christ. There has to come a time in your life that crisis experience when you're born again. It's a very simple thing. Brad mentioned the simple message I preached this morning. I'm glad God made it simple. I'm glad that he loved the world so much he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. It's no accident that you're here this morning. The Holy Ghost of God may have already spoken to your heart. You've indicated you need to know for sure by lifting your hand. I'm going to pray for you. But can I say he knows you personally, he loves you. And in a moment when I give the invitation, would you step to the nearest aisle and come let someone pray with you? The ladies will pray with the ladies, men will pray with the men. And know 100% sure that you're saved. How many of you say, Brother Billy, I feel like David sometimes. Things don't work out. I'm having more problems than seem like anybody else around. But I know I'm saved. And, but in my flesh, like David, David said he was foolish, and sometimes I'm foolish. Me too. But Brother Billy, sometimes I feel like I've served God for nothing. I don't understand it. But I want you to pray with me while I'm going through this time that I could magnify him when I realize the end of this story that this is not the end, that the story is going to turn out all right. And yet, in a hundred years from now, none of this will even matter. And preacher, will you pray for me and help that I'll be a blessing during this time? Would you raise your hand? God bless you so many. Let's, would you stand please with your heads bowed, eyes are closed. Brother Brad's going to sing a verse or two of a song in a moment. But while we stand with our heads bowed, eyes are closed, I want to pray first. And I'd like for you, as God speaks to your heart, to make your way to this altar. I don't know why you need to come, but I always give an opportunity for people to come, bow around the altar. Just to thank him, just to bless his name, 
ask Him to use you, ask Him to purge you and cleanse you. If you're a Christian, you've disobeyed Him. But especially if you're not saved this morning, would you come? Oh, God, speak to hearts now. Draw them by your grace.